And if we can just empower ourselves in a moment, it's like coming up for oxygen. If you can just empower yourself, get yourself in an incredible place, even for one minute, one minute, you can change the chemistry in your body. And it's like you come up for oxygen and you can make a better decision. You can make a better choice in that moment. If people can just be taught to make, to get empowered moment to moment and supported mm. to do that, and they can make better choices consistently. And as, as your show is about, set some goals in the future that inspire them, um, they can completely transform their lives. Ready, Set, Goal, the podcast that helps you turn your dreams into reality. We give you a usual regular dose of motivation along with insights to help you achieve your goals. I share conversations with incredible guests who inspire us and share their secrets behind their success in achieving their goals. I'm Donna Campisi, an inspirational speaker, author and adventurer. I'm super excited to bring you this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it on Ready, Set, Goal. Hey, welcome today. Great to have you here. And I'm going to make a special shout out to our new listeners in South Africa. Thanks for joining. Hey, Nash Mackey is our guest today as a rapid breakthrough and performance coach. Nash specializes in supporting people to develop life-transforming habits, routines, and mentalities. Over the past 13 years, Nash has trained extensively from his time in the military and the medical field, as well as learning from world-class mentors in business and the human behavior spaces over over the past six years, sorry. Uh, Nash combines all this experience to support people around the world through his coaching practice and through his work as a head coach at Addicted to Success. I love that. Uh, Nash willingly went to great lengths, including putting off building his dream family home. That is a huge thing to do. So he could invest to work with and learn from the leaders who are collectively supporting millions of people around the world to get real lasting transformational results. Nash believes everyone here is is here for a reason and has made it his mission to support as many people as possible to connect with that truth supporting them to develop the beliefs, habits, confidence, and help them experience their unique greatness. I love it. Nash also has a podcast called Thoughts on Purpose Podcast. Go and check it out, but hang on, stay with us first. (laughs) Nash lives in Tasmania with his wife, Cassie, of 12 years. Wow, you look too young to be, you know, even married for that long, (laughs) Nash. And he also understands, uh, he also understands his mission, which is great. And he's a dad to three children. Welcome, Nash. Great Thank to you have so much for having me. Yeah, you, great to be here, Donna. I've been looking forward to this conversation. So awesome, awesome to be here. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, we've been trying to organise this just for the listeners for a little while, and we've always had something that's come up. So I'm really glad <laughs> we've finally caught up. Hey, Absolutely. as you as you know, this um, podcast is about goals, and you've achieved many things. So, what would you say is your most outstanding goal? Uh, you've all, you've achieved, and the one that you're, I suppose, more the most proudest of. 
I, I would say, despite having stepped into the work as a coach, which is probably my, it's it's my dream. Like I'm living my dream um, that I had. I've, I've got bigger dreams, of course, but what I do right now is my dream job. Awesome. Um it's going to continue to evolve, but I would say the goal that I'm most proud of would be my relationship with my wife, like beyond anything. Um, I would say that's something that I'm truly, truly grateful for. I don't know what I did right or, you know, what good fate or why I have such good fate (laughs) when it comes to relationships with this, such an incredible woman, but I'd say that was something I would have dreamed as, or rather dreamed of as a kid and it's just come into my life in such a profound way and our, our relationship you know 12 years oh it's over 12 years but um it, it feels like it's just beginning and you know oh, wow. three kids yeah so it, i i know it's probably not the thing that people might might think of that i might say initially like as as a dream but it was a dream as a kid it was it was like yeah yeah, I would like that. Even though I didn't admit it, it was something that was within me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's playing out. So very grateful for my wife. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, many people come up with so many different um, answers for that. I always ask that in the beginning of uh, my chats with people on here. And it's, it's uh, interesting because um, Sometimes we look at a person, like I look at a person like you and with what I was saying in your intro, I could come up with an answer that is probably like, oh, wow, look, you know, he achieved this and that and the other. So can we go back to your time in the military? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So take us back. I, I was, yeah, absolutely. So like I always say to people, I never went to war. I never did anything like that. However, at 17, I, no, rather 16, 11 months, just the legal age, I joined the military still while I was at college. Mm-hmm. And I I was a little bit obsessed on it. I, I really wanted to join the military. It was a big thing for me. I'd, I'd been homeschooled all my life. Oh, middle child. Wow. Yeah. Mi- middle child of 11 children. <gasps> and I just wanted to get out in the world. And so I got sent to college at 15 years old and my parents actually sent me a year early because they could sense how frustrated I was at home. Thank God. And at college, I was like, man, I'm I'm free. I just want to run. And I looked around. I was like, what's a really cool thing I could do. Um, One of my greatest mentors growing up was my uncle. He'd been a paramedic for 16 years. So I was heavily influenced by him. I used to go bushwalking with him pretty much every single day. And I'd grown up just hearing stories of him serving people as a paramedic and being there. And so when I joined the military, um, I did the tests and I managed to get approved to join as a combat medic. I had the whatever skills were necessary and um, as far as the aptitude. So I yeah, went and did my training as a soldier and then I specialized in becoming a combat medic in the military. And then from there, I, because I had that experience, I was able to then go and get work in the local hospitals because I didn't pursue a career in the military. I was in and out of the military um, reserve army for uh, over, over three years. Um, did a lot of training with them. And then I moved into the hospitals, um, worked in operating theater for two years, positioning patients and, and cleaning up the theaters, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to work with an ambulance service and also, Uh, I did work experience for the military in the, in the emergency departments. And Donna, that was really where 
the spark for doing the work I do now came from. It was seeing young people who had attempted to take their lives and actually, you know, supporting the doctors hold them down while they administer the treatments to them. Um, I saw that. And, you know, I was a young guy getting my life together to the best of my abilities. Um, mm. I was driven. I was trying to like make something of my life. And I was looking at these young people and I'm like, wow, what led them to be in that place where they felt so helpless that the best thing they could come up with was to take their life. And uh, all th- since, since I had that experience, and it was at a young age, and so it really sat with me as well, really got embedded in my mind. Um, I wanted to do something bigger. I didn't want to be there at the end for people, you know, dealing with the end of their challenges. Mm. I wanted to be there and support them before they ever got to that place. And, you know, from that experience, I then went and ran a construction business for quite a few years, almost eight years. Um, and I, 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 even though I had a good, great construction business, I was like, it's still not right to me. It's still not my truth. I've still got this mm. thing that there's people out there right now who think the best thing to do is to end their life. And so with that kind of restlessness, it drove me to go and pursue something bigger, um, which was stepping into the coaching space. And I, I've, I continue to learn. I continue to upgrade my skills and work with greater mentors to really be able to do this on a high level. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. That's a very broad, um, no, broad no, strokes. It's interesting. Yeah, as to how yeah you've kind of led into what I would be asking, how you led into coaching. Anyway, you answered that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's go. amazing. Over because uh, that sounds like a long period of time where you did those other things for you to, um, yeah, to come into the coaching world. So let's go back to your wife. How that's your biggest goal? When did you when did you guys meet them? It's a great question. So when I came back from Kapuka, which is where you go and do your basic um, soldiers training, yeah, um, I came back from that. Now, I had grew up in a very Catholic family, so my parents weren't really party animals. <laughs> I thought and, so with 11 children. I was going to yeah, say Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank <thinking>. you. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Um, so they went to – they went – in the state to visit my brother and I was left looking after the house with my sister and I never had parties. I never went to parties, but on this one occasion, I just got back from the army and I was like, I just want to have a, a small party. I just want to have a thing. What, what is a party? Let's just have one. Yeah. And so I invited some people who I knew. And um, one of the people who I invited knew Cassie yeah. and they invited her and she was never allowed to go to parties. So I never had parties. She was never allowed to go to parties. But on this one occasion, I had a party and she was allowed to go to this one party because her friend was going. Um, and we met. It, we met at, at my parents' house um, just having this little party. Just It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. And we just clicked and that was – so I was 17 when I met her. Oh, and wow. Yeah, that was – yeah, so <laughs> incredible, incredible. Like just very grateful to meet her at such a young age and – um, we've been on an incredible journey together between, um, you know, me navigating out of the medical space. And that's why I didn't pursue further career in the army. I was, I actually got rec- recommended for officer training in the army. I didn't pursue that because of Cassie. Mm. Um, I moved into you know, working at hospitals and then working in construction mm. and 
Um, you know, Cassie's been by my side as I've, I've built construction businesses from scratch. Um, we've, we've run eBay businesses. Um, we've done oh, many, many, many different other businesses as well. Um, we've had a house that we once created that got completely destroyed. Um, we've had, you know, our, our youngest daughter had open heart surgery last year. Oh, wow. um, How's she we, going? We've been on... She's doing really well. She's doing really well. Um, yeah, the day she was born, we found out that she needed that. Um, she had four four holes in her heart wow. and they needed to be repaired. So you've been on an incredible journey together. Mm. Um, very grateful to have met her at such a young age. So, I mean, you sound that like that you are both very strong people to have gone through that together too. So, yeah, well done to you. So mm-hmm. that strength that inner strength must come through with your coaching, I would imagine. And Mm. tell us about uh, rapid breakthrough and performance coaching. What, what is that about? Is this your business? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. it is my own business. So um, it draws on a range of different other um, coaching methodologies and it's like a hybrid of a lot of different things. Like I've studied a lot over different uh, over the years, Donna, yeah um you know world-class mentors and i don't take credit for what i teach i i've i've taken what i've i've learned from these incredible mentors and i've interpreted it in my own ways and i've combined it um people like dr john d martini um you mm, know like awesome. you said yeah I've he, he's amazing him. yeah yeah absolutely incredible yeah um Joel Brown, founder of Addicted to Success, which is the number oh, yes. one motivational website in the world. Yes. He's been one of my mentors for many years. And uh, yeah, now I support people within Addicted to Success myself. Um, awesome. I've done trainings with Marisa Peer, Tony Robbins, um, many other, many other people. Mm. Um, and really what, I, what I've discovered, Donna, is I, I don't, and I learned this from Marisa Peer that, that the mind isn't as complex as sometimes we make it out to be. It is a very complex thing, but it's not as complex as we make it out to be. Mm. Uh, there are some fundamental things that if we do in a moment, we can empower ourselves in a moment. And if we can just empower ourselves in a moment, it's like coming up for oxygen. If you can just empower yourself, get yourself in an incredible place, even for one minute, one minute, you can change the chemistry in your body and it's like you come up for oxygen and you can make a better decision. You can make a better choice in that moment. If people can just be taught to make, to get empowered moment to moment and supported Mm. to do that and they can make better choices consistently and as as your show is about set some goals in the future that inspire them, um, they can completely transform their lives. Yeah, They can completely transform their lives. And uh, I know it sounds simplistic, but that's that's what I've that's what I know to be true, and that's what I see every day in my clients. Yeah. So, do you personally, when you talk about that, do you have steps and a routine in your a regular routine in your life in um, to keep you on track? And do you recommend this for others? And perhaps in your coaching, is that the sort of thing those um, you know that you encourage your clients to do? Uh, so build routines that's what you're yeah yeah i'm all for routines don yeah i'm all for routines yeah um without a doubt because example of what you would do in your day to begin the beginning of your day what is your routine (laughs) for sure for sure so 
for the most part, um, our little our little baby girl's teething at the moment, so I'm not up as early as I want because she's awake during the night a bit. Um, uh-huh. But most days I wake up before 4 a.m. and I I've got a very strict morning routine. So I begin the day, I hydrate, I then go outside and I breathe. Usually it's dark. I go outside under the stars. Uh-huh. I breathe, um, do some power breathing. Three different types of breathing I do. Okay. Um, I then move into gratitudes. Yes. Just just deep gratitude. I've, I, I'm a huge believer in gratitudes. Yeah. Um, and gratitude practices. Mm. Yeah, amazing. I actually um, do it at night before I go to bed. Yeah, so you do it in the beautiful. morning. Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do both. I do both. So, oh, yeah, okay. I, yep, I think very it's, good. it's just one of those things you can't get enough of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I then move after my gratitudes. I then move into exercise. Yeah. I, I do some some kind of exercise, not like a full workout, just something to break a sweat because you release some incredible endorphins and everything. Um, then I move into meditation. And some people just get up and meditate, Donna, but what I find is you'll usually be quite sleepy if you get up and just try and meditate. Yeah. Uh, what I like to do is I like to put my body under some stress through the you know healthy stress through the workout, which is elevating your heart rate, and then you bring it back down. You actually practice getting on a in in a in a state of healthy stress and then you practice re-regulating yourself through meditation so that's very healthy as you're going through your life just to have that practice in itself because you're practicing exerting and then you're Mm. practicing grounding so i then go into my meditation i then go into visualization i review my goals uh, i do reading i do journaling um and i've got i've done this for years i've done this for years i've got books and piles of journals that i've filled out um yeah that sounds good yeah it's absolutely game-changing stuff it's not just and what i always say donna is it's not just about doing the routines it's actually what the routines allow you to do it's about again like the military Mm. the routines allow you to become mission ready and that's the key thing a lot of people miss a lot of people i talk to donna they're talking about oh i want to meditate i want to do all this stuff and and that's great. Yeah, sure, you'll feel feel better. There's no doubt about that. But if it's if it doesn't serve a greater purpose, then people will find that they no matter how good the things are that they're doing, they can't maintain the momentum because they can't see the reason why they should continue it. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of mission, I, I w- this is a question that I was going to ask you. So we've got to it. <laughs> What is, your, what is your purpose and your mission? Can you share that with us, Nash? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So number one is just to be the best dad I can be. Um, that's, nice. that's key for me because my kids are, kids are my legacy at the end of the day. Um, beyond that, I want to I impact a lot of people through my work. That's, that's my goal. Um, I'm, I'm doing some hardcore learning so I can actually educate my own coaches. And essentially what I want to do, Donna, is be in a place where I can, I've educated coaches within methodologies that I've put together and we can essentially go and deploy these, this group of coaches into, into different organizations, different, into different workplaces that are companies that are doing incredible things. Like Mm. um, I was speaking to my brother yesterday, actually um, talk about like a company like, and this is just my opinion, like Coca-Cola, I wouldn't ever go and talk to that company because I don't really vibe with its values and what it does. Yes. But a company that's for um, producing a, a beneficial impact in the world, mm. 
that's what I want to be able to support. And like, I, I know like Donna, addicted to success. Yeah. Like addicted to success. Absolutely. And, yeah. Or a health food company, a company that's um, restoring um, things in the environment, all of that great stuff. I want to use all this knowledge to go and support people who are doing incredible things in the world, essentially. Right. Yes. So um, are you, who, who's your ideal uh, client, I suppose, that you work with in your coaching then? Is it coaches? It's, it's a great am question, getting, Donna. So, am I getting the idea that it's coaches uh, or is your, when you said coaches, is it, have you got a team of coaches in your business? I'm, I'm not sure that I'm fully. So I, I'm, I'm, that's, that's down the track. That's more of the vision yeah. that, that I'm not training coaches yet because that's a whole nother um, ballpark. Okay. But at the moment, the people I work with, they're professionals, people who are in a career, they're very, very good at, mm. and they're like, I'm doing this thing. I'm very good at it. I'm by society's definition, I'm successful, but I don't feel fulfilled. Actually, I feel very empty and it's very confusing. So it's kind of like they haven't found their purpose or mission. Is that, is that what you're finding? That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Or they've, they've got some fears around stepping further into it. So for example, I've just worked with a lady who was a pro-level cyclist, like literally being flown around the world, even with COVID um, happening. She, and um, she came to me because she, she was at a place where she, she knew that it just wasn't right for her to continue in the cycling world. And she wasn't too sure how to bridge that gap. So I was able to support her move from being a pro-level cyclist and all the, because within that Donna, there's all the identity. Mm. There's all the, eyeballs on you and you know she's competed at the commonwealth games and all this stuff and she was if she progressed she would have reached an olympic level there's no doubt about it she's an incredible incredible woman very um driven but she was she knew it was out of alignment she's like this is not what i'm put on earth to do but you know Mm. it's, it's a huge step to make it's a huge it's quite hard to turn the tides when they've been going in one direction for so long it is. So, yeah, it's a huge That's what like, I support. It's a realization and it sometimes sometimes you want to kind of ignore it because you think oh look just keep going, keep forward, keep doing what I'm doing and that's that. But I mean you're a great example of that. Like you did that with the military and then what mm-hmm. with your construction and so forth. So you're yes. a really great example of that Nash yourself finally mm-hmm. getting to the core of what you actually are here to do, <laughs> which is yes. beautiful. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been doing this for, the rapid breakthrough then? How's, how long has that been going? So I've, I've been coaching people actively for over three years. Yeah. I've been studying this, like everything. Uh, like I, I, I got into personal development for very selfish reasons. I just want to be successful in my business. That's not that, selfish. That was, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that's, and that's true. I like that. I like that, Donna. Your that, business that's a good will mentality. eventually help others. So it's not of it's course, selfish. Of course. Uh, yeah. But I, I wasn't thinking about other people. It's just like, okay, I want to I do well in life. I want to be happy. Yeah. Um, and I actually ran an eBay business as part of the eBay business training. They're like, you've got to work on your mindset. You've got mm. to work on your mindset because the mindset that got you to where you are will get you to where you want to go. Yeah. And... So I sat down in this training and this speaker came on stage and I, I invested a lot of money, you know, invested close to $40,000 in this eBay business trainings and everything I'd done in the business. But I heard this speaker get up, Donna, and 
he, he spoke about, you know, personal development principles, how who, we, who we've been up until now doesn't determine who we get to be in the future. Mm. How, like he spoke about the importance of having a dream and having goals. And when he spoke on it, I, like something inside of me was just woken up. I was like, I'm not, even though, and it was super confusing because I had a young family. I'd invested all this money in the eBay business. And I was like, I was almost a little bit angry because I was like, why am I getting this pull in another direction now? Why, like, I, I, like the eBay business was the ultimate thing for me. I went and did that. Yeah. And now there's something else. And I actually thought there was something wrong with me. Mm. Um, and I, I went to check myself into a, um, a psychologist at one stage just to check in. And he was like, oh, no, give up on all your dreams. Like, you know, give up. He's like, you're, you're being irrational and all this stuff. And that was his, his opinion. What? And, and I, yeah, that was what he said. And it was kind of that combination of me having this, this pull in this direction toward coaching and his opinion. I was like, people need some support. They, people need someone who believes in them. Yeah. And who, who gets their dreams. And that's a fine line because you never want to be irresponsible. But yeah. Well, and that's probably going to see that. Am I allowed to call him a, a dodgy psychiatrist? I think so. Is <laughs> a kind of a. I don't know whether it's a lesson or what word to use, but it's a kind of a, maybe a realization for you going, Hey, yeah, people need something more than this. <laughs> like this, this bad advice that you were getting. And that was what you yeah. wanted to go and do to help people with. So I think it's kind of yeah. interesting instead of being hard on yourselves about anyone, even for people listening, um, being hard on yourself for going, hey, I spent $40,000 on this. Why am I wanting to do something else and whatever? I think it's all part of a journey. And you did learn mindset stuff within that business, which has brought you, which mm-hmm. has led you to this, you know? So I, I just think, so true. yeah, people being hard on themselves about decisions they've made that taking them on a, a different, you know, like the road's not always straight. It might go on a bit of an angle or bend. <laughs> And I, yeah, and I really just believe that there is a reason for that. And, you know, it it brought you to that realization, along with your military experience that, you know, seeing those uh, people, you know, as you were saying, that you kept your mind, um, I suppose, in the back of your mind as to you're really concerned about them, even in your construction business. So, Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of keeping things in mind and stuff, what actually keeps you motivated when when you're aiming for your goals? Is there something that always in your mind that keeps you going, or what? What is it? Yeah, yeah. like because you, you could go one question. day. I, I really don't want to even do this morning routine that you do. So mm-hmm. you know that could to people to people like oh gosh, getting up at four a.m. doing all that. What? <laughs> Some people yeah. could be listening and thinking that, but what, what keeps you on track and what keeps you motivated, Nash? Yeah, it's such a great question, Donna. Um, okay, can I, can I circle back? I'm just going gonna, gonna to answer this question, but indirectly, if that's all right with oh, you. Because go I wanna, for it. I want to I speak to something you were saying before, which was so good. Um, yeah, there was so much about, I said, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that was fantastic. I, I love it all. So. <laughs> you were talking about the the dodgy uh, psychologist and, you know, love and respect to him. He was doing his job and he was very, he was good at it. No, 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 not at all. Don't be sorry. Um, Cause his advice for me was 
probably dodgy because <laughs> what I was going to say, Donna, is there's people who are just trying to live a, a, a baseline life. Like they're just trying to live a, um, like they just, they just want to exist and, and live a, a normal life, like a, mm. a cookie cut life to some degree, mm. which is perfect. And, and we need people who are just, you know, they, they don't really want to do the, play the big game. They just want to kind of do their thing, uh, li- live in a basic house, all that, all that great stuff. And I, I, I love that there's people who are just happy to drive a garbage truck or do these things. Like we need people like that because they're salt of the earth people as well. But then there's certain people who are high performers. They, are, they have something in with them, a restlessness that just wants to do something over, over and above. It, it's like, thank goodness we have people like that because that's people like Steve Jobs. He, he didn't want to just settle. Mm. And it's not, is, is the word settle? I don't know. I don't know if it's the word because it's not settling if it's your truth. If, if driving a garbage truck is your truth, then that's perfect. It's necessary. It's beautiful. But there are certain people who don't just want to live in a, 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 um, a stereotypical existence. They mm. want to do something over and above. And it's important to be okay with that if that is you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. And that's what I thought, Donna. I had so much judgment on myself because I wanted to do something over and above anyone in my family was doing, uh, anyone I knew was doing. I wanted to do it. And so I just wanted to drop in there and say that there's people out there who want to just support you in a kind of baseline existence and just functioning in society. And then there's people, uh, which is really what coaches are. They're, they're, They're playing on the exponential level. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just wanted to drop in and say that. Um, now, to your question around, around what keeps me driven, um, well, so many things, and I actually keep multiple things at, at the front of my mind. So I know that I'm playing a game that's far bigger than me. I know that my life's just bigger than me, Donna. I'll say that. It's, it's, what I do is not about me. It's about um, the greater good. Sure. And so when I, sh- when I show up in the morning and do my routine, I, I do my routine for my children and my wife. I do it for my coaching clients. I do it for the people who I get to interact with, such as yourself. Like I know it's always bigger than me. And the biggest challenges we'll face in life, Donna, are quite often when we are not thinking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, rather are when we're thinking about ourselves and we think it's just about us. Mm. That's, that's where a lot of suffering comes from in life, I believe. It's because you're making it personal. Yeah, sure. So is that similar to, you know, we talk a lot when um, you hear people, I even do it myself when I talk um, about goals, is focusing on your why, your reasons why, would you say? Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crucial. It's crucial. And mm. uh, if I can just share another bit of experience was when I – was working in the medical industry. I used to sit in the back of ambulances. Um, it was patient transport um, and we'd transfer, transport elderly patients to and from nurse, nursing homes. And sometimes it was literally the last ride of those people's lives. Um, and I'd hold these elderly people, uh, elderly patients' hands and look in their eyes and just, you know, be there for them. And I'd hear their stories. I'd hear, hear stories of an incredible life of just people who would just, gone after what they wanted to and had, had been loving. And I saw other people who were completely miserable at the end of their life, Donna, 
And the interesting thing was that sometimes the the people who that they seemed okay, like they had a, a they could move and they could function to some degree, they were still miserable. But there was people who occasionally you'd get and they'd have missing limbs and all sorts of stuff happening mm. with their body, but they were still lit up. They yeah. were like, it was, it was bigger than them. And they were like, I just live such a great life. And they'd be like, young man, go and do this and make sure you do this. And <laughs> there'll be other people who just be miserable. Yes. And you hear like, sometimes that just tell you, they're like, you know, life's just a, a terrible thing. Life's a curse. I wish I was never like, and you'd hear these things, you'd hear them. And I'll be like, wow, wow. Which one do I want to be when I get older? Mm. Yeah. So I've got that in my mind as well, that that plays a thing. And there's a good um, exercise called the armchair test. Okay. Tell where us about you, that. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially you, you think about your current uh, choices and behaviors or opportunities mm. that you might be, maybe if there's things you're procrastinating around, this is really fantastic. You just ask yourself, if I get to the end of my life and I'm sitting on an armchair and, you know, I'm looking back over my life at this time period, would I regret not taking this opportunity or would I be okay with it? That's a good exercise. I like that. Mm. Yeah. You, do, you just yes. say, think about the future like that uh, most of the time. Mm. We're always in the now and focused on what we're doing right now or future may be like five-year goals or something. But, yeah, that's a really good exercise. I love it. Do you always do this with yeah. your coaching clients? I do. I yeah, do. Yeah. 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 Wake up call. Hmm, I love it that. Is. I hope listeners yeah. use that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And if I can give you another exercise, another great one to do is um, draw out a hundred squares, little squares on a piece of yes. paper. Have you done this? I think it's yeah. Keep going. Yeah, and, and cr- cross off the ones uh, like as far as the years you've lived already. Yeah, and just see how. Many, if you want to live to a hundred, um, that's a really great way to kind of. I like, yeah. I just did this recently and the person that told me gave me a number of the average years that the females live and males. So you had to cross out, like say it was if it was 82, you had to cross out from 82 to 100. And there really wasn't that much left, Nash. But it was just a wake-up call and a great exercise to do. I really liked that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just um, it sort of drives you more to go, okay, I've only got this lot time left and let's yeah. get to it. Yeah. Exactly. And what I was going to say, Donna, is around, you know, experts say that it takes around 10 years to, to achieve a mastery level in a, in a particular area, field. Okay. So even when you do that exercise, like 10 years we can do a lot in 10 years time like mastery level and even if you've not gone after your dreams right now you can still look at your life and say okay 10 years five years you can condense like i think it's around uh 2.7 hours or something a day that's what they work that off so if you can double that down and the bigger part is if you can go and learn from people who've walked the path before you you can condense many years um i think that's true yeah definitely yeah and I think yeah. if we eliminate some things, like I don't own a television, for instance, and people cool. like think I'm a bit strange and that, but it just 
that's that's even some time that's taken away from you a lot of time in in some cases that you could be doing something else whether you know it doesn't have to be working on your goals 24/7 but something more productive or just enjoying life in general do you know what i mean yes so absolutely. i think you're right in the short term i mean yes we can do more than we think and everyone's got the same amount of hours in the day yeah definitely yes. so speaking of that's um that idea of you know i think i was really interested in your younger years too and what you've been through and your work experience and that sort of thing so i'm wondering if i i sometimes ask this question because i'm interested to know if you do anything different if you could go back to the early nash days say the teenage years of nash what advice would you give that person is there anything mm. different? It's a great, great question. Now, obviously, I wouldn't change a single thing because it was all necessary to get me to where I am. But in saying that, um, I, I would go back and, and tell Nash in the past, and I'm making sure I'm telling my son this uh, and, and our daughters, but just to enjoy and trust the process more. Like just enjoy yourself and don't stress about trying to control everything so much because it all works out. Mm. Just trust. Yeah. And and that would that would be plain and simply it. I'd just say That's just it. enjoy yourself a bit more. Stop trying to um, control everything so much and just enjoy your life a bit more. Yeah. You know? Just just yeah. it's okay. Breathe a little bit more, buddy, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because I, I think sometimes we do, I, I've been guilty of it too with um, especially, you know, because goals and that's what, I, that's what I talk about and live for and everything and teach. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes we can become, well, I, I'll talk for myself, too focused to the point of, you know, look what's around you and that's why I practice gratitude too every night mm. like we are talking about because sometimes you just have to, how does that saying go? Stop and smell the roses or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Good. I'm not very good with saying normally. <laughs> <laughs> you don't nail that one. <laughs> so is there, like, are you probably, given what you've just said, is there a plan that you put in place when you are aiming for goals yourself or even teaching people that you use every time or is it plans too structured and we should enjoy more? <laughs> Do you mm. know what I mean? Can you it's... enjoy life as well as make a plan? <laughs> oh, great question. I like this question, Donna. Mm. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd say goals and having structure to some degree brings more freedom. Okay. So if, if we look at the brain too, Donna, like the highest, highest um, or the latest part of the brain to evolve was the, you know, the prefrontal cortex and all this part of it, which is responsible for thinking forward and, and future planning and, and coming up with visions and goals and strategic plans. And the other part of the brain is the more ancient brain, which is the emotional part. And that's kind of there to remind you of everything that's gone wrong in the past and, and keep you avoiding the things that caused you pain in the past. And really the opportunity we have is to move into that executive center of the brain and actually come up with what we want in the future. Because as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, if we're not being defined by a vision of the future, we're being 
controlled essentially by our past. You, either your future is louder or your past is louder. What, and, and it's one or the other. And people are like, well, I just want to live now. Yes, that's, that's okay. But if you look at that, someone who's just focusing on now, 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 then they're probably going to be running out of money quite often and they're going to be um, you know, not focusing on their health. We've got, to th- we've got to get to, we get to think about the bigger picture. And I, I really believe it just comes down to asking yourself, what would I love to create with my life? And, and that's, uh, that's how I like to word it too. Love and create, they're the two key words there. What would I love to create with my life? Mm-hmm. And I, to, to directly answer your question, Donna, I've got a very, um, very uh, detailed process that I take people through to set goals all the way up to 10 years. And then we reverse engineer those goals to come back to how to best live today. And as a consequence of living powerful days right now um, with certain habits, that we form based on your goals, um, you'll naturally providing everything is meant to be that way. Mm. You'll just move in that direction. You'll move in the direction of those goals. That is what I call living on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, I, so given I'm, I'm going to sort of ask in the way of with your clients, is that the sort of thing that you, um, I suppose, teach your clients to do? And is it always the same for each individual or are they, or does it depend on, I don't know, what that goal or what level they're at or their way of thinking? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've got my goal setting process and everything, Donna, but I don't take everyone through that. That's I've actually got pre-recorded videos and, and oh, a system awesome. and a book that they fill out to do that. Um, and all the healthy habits and stuff I'm talking about, I don't just, uh, I don't just share, tell people about it. I've got a book that they fill out and they okay. write their gratitudes and they tick yeah. certain things and they go and yeah, it's very detailed. That's pre-recorded. Now the coaching calls are, I get, I, I get in their corner and I support them overcoming any limiting beliefs or any fears that are preventing them living their best life. Mm. And sometimes we'll spend a good few weeks just putting down, putting down baggage. Mm. Um, because there was that famous mountain climber. I need to know that I need to research the person's name, but uh, he was once giving a talk and he, he used to go and snap the, the head off his toothbrush and throw the handle away when he got to a certain point on the mountain. So <laughs> I heard it. Um, and people asked him why I did that. And he said, there's only so much weight you can carry, carry with you to the top. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had to reduce as much weight as possible. So that's really what a, a beautiful part of setting goals, Donna, is it's like a cleansing process. It's like a cleansing process that we get to do. If we sit down and we set out some goals that are really true to us, we're like, this is what I'd love my marriage to be like, my relationships to be like, my finances, my career, my business, whatever it is for you. Mm. If we actually set our clear goals in all that area and, and just be true to ourselves, allow ourselves to do that mm. and then go after that as a natural consequence of that, We'll have to overcome old limitations. We'll have to because you, who you were up until now got you to, and the way of thinking you had got you to where you are. It won't get you to where you want to be. Yes. You have to, you have to upgrade your thinking. You have to upgrade your habits. And that's incredible because that means we've just got a slightly um, more evolved, uh, more well-rounded individual on the planet. Yes. 
and and that's the opportunity we'll have it's like this beautiful evolution that we get to be part of through setting goals and through having a vision and we get to put down this stuff because sometimes you don't know what you're actually carrying until you start climbing up the side of a mountain and then you're yeah. like, hang on a minute, there's something heavy in my bag. I got to get rid of it. And you're like, what is that? And you open it up and you're like, ah, I've been carrying that along all my life. No wonder I feel exhausted. That's interesting. And so that's a lot of my- Yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, I was just going to say a lot of my work is just helping people put down the stuff that they don't need in their bag. Yeah. So it sounds like you begin with that, just letting go of st- and getting their mind right before you actually start on a plan that's individual for them, for their goal. Is that yes. correct in saying yes. that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So just for the purpose of our listeners, what advice would you give others who are thinking of a new big scary goal? The first the first thing that you would just, one piece of advice that you would give us. Mm. I would say make sure the goal's in line with your values. Sure. Because a lot of people have goals that they set, but you need to make sure the, the goal is actually true to you yes i totally agree because yeah i've done that in the past before whether whether it was someone else's idea and it just didn't line up. how did that go for you well it didn't didn't line up didn't it (laughs) It didn't line up and i didn't continue (laughs) with it because it wasn't working for me and for everyone else that you know that i was working with so i Mm -hmm. yeah that's great advice thanks for that nash Mm -hmm. thanks for reminding what what about you donna what what advice would you give people who have a big goal like what's your first point Uh, we're interviewing you you now (laughs) i'm curious i i actually say to people the the first step is to believe you can because If you're not going to believe it yourself, how do you expect other people to? And not that it's important for other people to, but um, it's it's something. It's just a you know a reminder. Like, well, if you're not going to believe it, well, who else is going to? Like, it's, it's mm. your goal. You've got to believe it. So, True. yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got. Yeah, so many steps and things to like yourself. <laughs> and mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. Have you written a book yet on this? Uh, so interestingly enough, I don't know where it is, but I, I've got a, I, I've handwritten my first book. It's, it's actually a fiction. It's uh-huh. actually a fiction. Um, and I, I came up with this story and I, I did it uh, when we moved to Queensland a few years back. My wife and I had this dream of moving to Queensland and we moved to Queensland and it ended up being a complete disaster. Uh-huh. And all this stuff did not line up for us and it was very challenging. Yes. And, but one thing that came out of it um was I sat down within that kind of mess and I wrote out this book. And it's it's been four years since that and I'm still working on it. I'm still refining it. Um, so that's why I was interested to hear that you've written four books. I've got huge admiration for that because I sort of know. I've not finished it yet, so I don't really know what goes into it, but I've got an idea. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. No, you, I mean, you've sounds like you've done a lot of work on it already. We can talk about this later mm. <laughs> no, yeah. if you've got any questions. Yeah, so Thank happy you. to help. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I can't wait till that comes out. I'll be yeah. purchasing that and you'll have to let us Thank know. You. Hey, um, I ask these questions to everyone that comes and talks to me. Who mm. inspires you? Who's your superhero and why? Mm, that's a great question. So someone who continues to, ins- uh, well, 
I'm, I'm inspired by people every single day. I'm inspired by you, Donna, hearing you write four books. Um, inspirations <laughs> is everywhere. And uh, I'll just say that one person who has, and I thought about this the other day, one person who's really inspired me is actually um, Sylvester Stallone. His, ah. his, movies, his movies back in the day had a, an incredible impact on me. And, and I think it was that um, nobody who believed in himself enough to go and become somebody. Yeah. And that, that gave me a lot of hope in the past, that, that movie. And I still follow Sylvester Stallone on Instagram and I see him and I really admire him. It's um, funny. I just had this conversation a few days ago with someone saying that I have never seen a Rocky film. And he said to me, you probably really like it, Dono, because of his belief, his mental, is that what you're talking about? Yes, he, yes. Was he an underdog or something like that? I complete, feel a bit com- lost. Complete, <laughs> no, no, com- complete underdog. And, and he goes to go and experience high levels of success. And then, you know, the later movies, it gets taken from him and how he, how he you know, fights his way back and uh, it's got it's got a lot of uh depth to it those movies even down to the um the 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 it speaks into how how you can you can try and not be or try and deny your dreams but at the end of the day it's it's there and you you can't you can't run from it and, and there's parts of the movies where he tries to run from it he has a young family and he tries to go yeah. and do this work goes to try and work in an office and does all this other stuff, but he just he just can't uh, put let go of his dream of being a, a fighter and, and doing his boxing. Um, so yeah, he brings in a lot of very cool dynamics in that movie. And actually, funny funny you bring that up, Donna, because his relationship with his wife on that is very beautiful. And I actually got very influenced with that when you mentioned. You know, with Cassie, when I watched those movies, I remember thinking, wow, I'd love to have a wife who I get to treat like Rocky treats his wife. So that's really? interesting. Gosh, that it up. sounds like yeah. there's a lot to this film that I didn't realize. A lot, yeah. Like a, uh, dare I say, a boys' film that yeah. <laughs> is just about punching a few people up and that's yeah. it. <laughs> there, there is a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, but it sounds like there's more depth to it than I realized. So maybe I should check it out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, thank you for that. And do you also, um, I ask this as well as to everyone, do you have a favorite quote or mantra that you use when aiming for your goals? Do you always come back to the mm. same thing oh, in your that's, mind? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I am constantly choosing, I've actually got a chalkboard right here and I've got two quotes on it and I often replace the quotes. Ah. Um, so the, the two quotes I've gotten now Number one is luck happens when preparation meets meets opportunity. So luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. Hmm. That's, oh, I love that's that. your answer. Yeah? Or are you um, going to give us that, two? I, I'm going to give you two. I'm actually going to give you three because I've got one that's come to mind as well that I really like. Um, the, the next, and that first quote's by Seneca. Um, the next quote's okay. fall in love with the process. I'm not yes. too sure who said that, but I, I think that's, like even I have heard that to, before. Yeah. Yeah, with your audience who are focused on their goals, just to fall yeah. in love with who they become on the way to achieving their goals. Like that's yes. so important. So you enjoy your life. Like I mentioned, I'd advise my younger self to do. Um, and beyond that, it's it's that saying from the 
from the um, the Spartans. I think the Spartan warriors they used to say, "Sweat more in practice, bleed less in war." Say that again. And for that's me. so it's it's sweat more in practice, yes, bleed less in war. Ah, I haven't heard that one. I like it. Mm. Mm. Yes, and that's really what I was getting at with my morning routines. It's not about just doing the routines. It's about it's it's making you you uh, mission ready for yeah. for the opportunities and for the next level and for the people. It's making sure that you're in a good space so you believe in yourself and you've got clarity and you've got um, also the mental capacity to take on new ideas when they come to you because if you're in a constant state of stress and resistance to life, you're not going to get, you're not going to even get insights of how to get out of that for the most part, because your brain's like, there's a saber toothed tiger chasing me right now. You better run. It's not going to stop and give you a good creative idea. Yes. So morning routines and things are, are actually opportunities. And this is really relevant for people, especially in this time, morning routines, these daily practices, meditation, journaling, um, deep breathing exercises, uh, visualization, that stuff, it, it demonstrates to your mind that you are in control. And even though you might be experiencing stress, if you can ground yourself enough to just sit down and do those practices, your mind's like, oh, okay, you're, you're mm-hmm. not in stress. You're not. And so it starts giving you new insights and new um, realizations that it wouldn't give you if it thought you were about to be eaten by something. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's great. Hey, I I've really enjoyed speaking to you, Nash. And um, I just I I want to tell everyone that's listening, uh, how we met on Instagram, and I I've seen mm-hmm. what you do and your videos. And so, where can people find you other than Instagram? And you've got YouTube clips happening. So, is there one spot that people can go to to find out all about you? And can we yeah, put, so, we'll put this in the show notes? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Donna. So the, the best place at the moment is actually Instagram. So okay. I, I've had a website. I've removed the website because it was too annoying and I'm actually rebuilding my website at the moment. Um, but the best place is Instagram, uh, just coach underscore Nash underscore Mackie. And okay. that's the best place. Like people can jump on there. I, 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 put a lot of content on there i've got content you editor my brother amazing guy and um yeah very useful very useful um so that's the best place i, I just really do my best to add massive value in people's lives on mm-hmm. social media and um yeah the, the website's coming back up very shortly but instagram's oh, the good. place for the moment because uh, are you coaching and also speaking? What do you, is it? Is it solely coaching or what? Are... At, at the moment, yeah. yeah. So at the moment, I just coach. Occasionally, I speak for groups. Like I've, I've trained on Addicted to Success. I've actually trained the Academy on Addicted to Success. I've trained awesome. um, other coaches groups as well. Yeah. Um, I'm moving into the speaking space. That's my next um, sort of venture, I guess. Mm. Um, that that I'm looking to explore um, mm. coming up. Oh, it's been great. I love what your what your message, what you're saying, and you know, thank you so much for your time, Nash. I've really enjoyed it today. So um, we've got to Same stay contact it. in contact, of course, through our projects and Instagram and so forth. I'll stalk you. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. Likewise. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for your time, Donna. Thanks so much, Nash. Bye for now. 
Thanks for hanging out with us on the Ready, Set, Goal podcast with Donna Campisi. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. I'm really grateful for your feedback. Each rating and review helps us fulfill our goal of giving inspiration to many. 